Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa. Wow. Wow. He got smacked across the face. You know we're going to be getting to that in just a few. Uh, before we get there, though, uh, we've got a guy in power that some people are saying he, he can't remain in power. This is too crazy. And then we have a great recession coming. Uh, yeah, well, there are a couple of market indicators showing there's a good chance of a recession sometime in the next year and a half. I don't want your eyes to glaze over, but here's that nasty little term, inverted yield curve, having to do with treasury bonds. Investors are a little bit spooked about long-term investments right now. Oh, man, what a slap in the face that is. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and the world sings, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> well, this was yeah. kind of inevitable, wasn't it? I mean. Well, not inevitable, but, yeah. I mean, every marker in the world was but, heading down. Yeah, Joe Biden uh, has done everything in his power to make sure it's an inevitability. But But you don't know. I mean, the one thing, and I don't know if you would want to call this a silver lining, is that uh, just on the global stage, you know, the pandemic and our reaction to it upset so many things that nobody is quite sure what anything means right now in the sur- in the current context of the no. world. Right. That's true. That said, the last time we got into this territory was right before the Great Recession. So that's got yeah. people a little spooked, including myself. Buy guns, ammo, plant your crisis garden and get right with Jesus, <laughs> folks. It's going to get worse. It very well might. I think we're going to be all right in the end. I really do. I think we're going to be all right. We're going to get through it. Okay, I know you don't believe me. No. Okay, what do you want me to say? We're not going to get through it. We're doomed. We're absolutely doomed. You know, I can say Give been, up now. I've been alive longer than you guys have, and I've never seen anything quite like this. I went to the grocery store again yesterday, and shelves of some items are just bare. There's yes. nothing there. Yes. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't believe I've ever seen that before. Well, you did before. It was just, you know, a few months ago. You mean like before I in mean, your like lifetime? Th- I thought this would be straightened out by now, though. Yeah, it's probably going to get worse. Golly, man. Yeah, yeah but I, I think we're going to get through it. I think we're going to be okay in the end. you got to believe, man. We'll be positive today. Yeah. All right? We got negative Ned <laughs> and negative Nate here. You're, the, you're, you're that one guy on the, on the Titanic who's like, why is everybody running to the lifeboats? Come on, man. It's fine. Okay, I'm giving up the lifeboats for the women and children. I'm just grabbing the violin, or maybe that Les Paul over there. Whichever, no, you're going to be all right. You're staying this, playing the stand-up bass with right. the band. Right now. You're rearranging the deck chairs right now. Uh, as far as uh, some people in the United States saying, "Goodness, man, Biden, he can't stay in power." Yeah, Biden can't. Yeah, there are a lot of people saying that after the gaffes over the weekend. Well, it, I mean. Dude, he's suggesting, talking to troops, that they're going to be in Ukraine very soon. And the White House comes back, and they're like, no, that's not what he meant to say. He was speaking from the heart, you see. Right. That's that's what was happening. Um, And and during this trip to Poland, President Biden called for regime change in Russia. Yes. You know, to the average person, it's like, yes, so? 
Well, you can't do that when you're the president. Right. That's the problem, see? We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. God bless you all. No, see, the people in the United States were saying that about Biden. Right. Right. Although, not Putin. The White House had to walk that back, putting out a statement saying the president's point was that Putin cannot be allowed to exercise power over his neighbors or the region. He was not discussing Putin's power in Russia or regime change. Oh, my gosh. Okay, how about we just make a deal? All right, we're going to take Biden out of power if you guys take Putin out of power. Mm -hmm. Okay, straight up. Everybody cool with that? I'm guessing they're not going to take that deal. No. Okay. All right. Yeah, we got three years before regime change here. But at least we have the Senate. We got the House. That's going on in November. See? That's a positive attitude right there. Mm -hmm. Things can turn around. Okay. Now, Now you're relighting the candles on the Titanic. I'm trying, man. Going into the dining room. Hold on. Let me straighten out that that tablecloth. Okay. Well, (laughs) if you want to, we can just get to uh, what everybody's talking about. You know what it is. Oh, yeah. Well, Will Smith didn't like a joke that Chris Rock told about his wife at the Oscars, who has a medical condition that makes her bald. And, well, he walked up and slapped him on stage. Here's the whole setup into the slap. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane, too. Can't wait to see it. All right? Nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay. At that point, now I know you didn't see it live, Scott, neither did you, David. Yeah. But there's part of you going, was that staged? Even when you're seeing it and you've already read something about it, was that part staged? And then you quickly sort of think, it doesn't look like it. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Get my name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Now, that didn't go over network TV. No, it didn't. That part was what we found out later that was on, you know, TV across the world. That was Japanese TV, though. Yes. We threw that out there first. Yeah. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was the greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. So he, and you've already said this, David, he had other jokes he could go to. Oh, he. So he could say a lot. That dude had half a dozen jokes in the chamber ready to go, and then he decided we got to keep this show moving. Yes. He has, he has just retaken the lead in my favorite comedians of all time over Dave Chappelle. Tell you what, man, that was <laughs> that was honestly composure. And the fact that he played it off the way he did as he was getting smacked. Oh, wow. Yeah. So as far as the violence that people are screaming about today, we'll get to that. But we'll get now to Will Smith accepting the Oscar. And that's where the apology came, right? Mm-hmm. But the apology was not to Chris Rock. And no, that wasn't, wasn't lost on anybody. <laughs> now, I know to do what we do, you got to be able to take abuse. You got to be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you got to be able to have 
people disrespecting you. And you got to smile and you got to pretend like that's okay. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. By the way, good job, Denzel. Pretty white. I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my, all my fellow nominees. But not Chris Rock. No. Nope. I'll tell you something, man. I, I went away from it, and I was watching something else or doing something else, and I went back to it right before the best picture was announced or best actor was announced, and Will Smith won. And he went up there and started the speech, and I'm like, what is he talking about? Seems really <laughs> emotional, right? I, I had no idea. He's, like, crying, and he's apologizing. What, right. what happened here? Wow, that's a heck of a way to see it. I know, I, but I honestly, I didn't. And then I hit, and social media started to blow up after that and was like, okay, now I get it. Okay, I had like 10 takes on this, all right, in no particular order. And I'm not going to do them all at once. I'll tell you what, take a number one out of 10, and whatever number you land on, I'll go with that particular take about this. Uh, Seven. Seven. The number seven take was, uh, by Hollywood standards, there's no difference between men and women, right? No. So does that mean that anytime somebody goes for a bald joke from here on out, the other person has the right, their significant other, to get up, walk up, and smack somebody. Because dudes can't help it when they go bald either. No, it's called male pattern baldness. Yeah, that's, that's yes. true. I mean, honestly, I think that was a slap in defense of one Scott Robbins. Yeah. He was defending See? your people, right. Scott. And the people that tried to swindle the bald every yes. year. <laughs> They're out there. But here's what we all know right. to be true. There is a difference between men and women. And if a woman is suffering from something... That is going to cause her to go bald. Some people would say that's off limits, not for a dude, but for a woman, right. because there is a difference between men and women. That was one of 10 takes. Okay. That's a good one. Just all these different things flooding at one time. What's the first thing you thought when you watched the whole thing happen, David? Oh, thank God Alec Baldwin wasn't there. <laughs> He's killed before. He would kill again. <laughs> no one's making fun of his wife. <laughs> The other part, I'll just say, because, you know, it came into public knowledge, and this is a while back, that Jada and Will have an open marriage, right? Yeah. They have relationships with other well, people. Well, she brought him on her podcast and yes. talked about it. He's sitting there. Correct. It was surreal, man. <laughs> I mean, she's talking about doing these other dudes, and he's sitting right there. Yeah. I mean, you talk about emasculating. Holy smokes. Well, I think her story was she needed to heal. Exactly. <laughs> the healing powers of a rapper. <laughs> so another one of my takes was with all that, because we didn't know names, right? We didn't know names of people he was with, although uh, Halle Berry came up. Mm -hmm. Was Chris Rock in that mix? I'm not saying he was, but I'm just saying it entered my mind. Is there something more to it? I have no friggin' idea. Well, I think the guy's just broken. I mean, I looked at it like this guy's been emasculated. His wife openly talking about with other dudes. And somehow he, I mean, they're still together. And now she gives him the look after Chris Rock does it. And he's like, he's got to act now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, that was another take of. Yeah. So other dudes. Right. With her. No slap. But a joke, yes, and a G.I.J. joke, that's over the top. 
And I thought, a G.I. Jane joke, that's not exactly contemporary either, right? No. And I wonder if that one was planned or that was just off the cuff. I don't know. I I don't know. The good news is that after that performance, she's going to finally let him watch. (laughs) Oh, that's Jesus. Wow. The critical reviews are in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, we got to get to the Hunter Biden story. He helped secure contracts for Ukrainian bio-research. Whoa! That and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. More on the big slap last night at the Oscars. A lot of people talking about that. What is the story with Hunter Biden, David? So Russia Ooh. Russia has been putting out some propaganda saying that Hunter Biden was somehow involved in bioweapons research in Ukraine. Now, the problem with having the crackhead screw-up son of now the president running all around the world, cashing in on the family name, and a media apparatus that has no interest in examining these ties, the problem is that there is actually a grain of truth that doesn't get fully vetted out, and it allows a nation like Russia then to put out propaganda overstating what happened. Because it is actually true, according to the New York Post, which has been examining these one of the only news outlets that's really been trying to examine the Hunter Biden laptop material. And it's proven to be right. <clears throat> yeah, well, a trove of emails on Hunter Biden's laptop found that he did, in fact, play a role in helping a California defense contractor analyze killer diseases and bioweapons in Ukraine. What? Uh-oh. Yeah, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners invested $500,000 in the San Francisco pathogen research company Metabiota and raised millions more through firms that include Goldman Sachs, according to the emails found on this computer. Hunter introduced these company officials to people at Burisma, the Ukrainian gas company where he was a board member, for a quote-unquote science project involving biolabs in Ukraine. Oh, boy. Oh, now, by the way, just for talking like this, mm-hmm. you're a Russian stooge. N- well, <laughs> okay, You're sure. a tool of Putin. Sure. I'm a Mosky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why I drink vodka every morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, it's like th- there needs to be a full accounting of this, and you're not a conspiracy theorist for saying, hey, what was the president's son doing with these, with these companies in Ukraine? And... Is he working on behalf of Russia? I don't think that's the case. I think he's a crackhead screw-up who was trying to cash in on the family name. I think it is that simple. Absolutely. For him. Uh, it's a million bucks. But it is but it is actually eminently responsible to get a full accounting of what exactly went on, and the president needs to answer these questions. Well, first he has to be asked the question. Right. Which, if we had an actual press out there that did what they're supposed to do, maybe that question would come up. But I just wonder if you polled all of Americans right now of voting age and mentioned Hunter Biden's laptop, I would guess the overwhelming amount that voted for Biden still would not know that that was real and it was accurate. 
I wonder how many thinks it's still Russian disinformation, because those were the talking points from legacy media and everybody on the left. I would guess it's probably pretty big. Mm -hmm. They don't even know that. Meanwhile, speaking of social media, what Elon Musk said over the weekend. Oh, boy. Hinted on Saturday that he might launch a new social media platform to take on Twitter. Because he suggested that Twitter, quote, fundamentally undermines democracy because it doesn't protect freedom of speech. So there was this informal poll on Twitter on Friday, which stated free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to this principle? I like two million people in the poll responded. Seventy percent said, no, they don't adhere to that principle. Musk went on to say the consequences of this poll will be important. Please vote carefully. Oh, I hope he does it. Hope he creates this. That would respect free speech Mm -hmm. because that could be a game changer. And if you're wondering, why would I say that? I think you're probably thinking the same thing as me. There are people on the left and right that respect Elon Musk. Not all, but at least he can bridge that gap a little bit. Whenever you start another conservative social media outlet, it's going to be an echo chamber. You're going to have a certain amount of the public that will just never join that particular platform. But if it's Elon Musk, then it has a chance. And that's how you can get truth out to a whole lot of people, I'm hoping. Well, competition is the only thing that makes things change. Yes. I mean, you have to have somebody pushing the other person. Or Congress or they cracking get, down. You know, or Yeah. It's like if one company built cars, we'd be in trouble. Oh, absolutely. You know, so, yeah. Good for him. Go get him, man. Yeah. So, oh, something else over the weekend, sad. Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins Jeez. died. Ten different drugs in his system. Fifty years old. Golly. Yes. Well, he had fought those demons for a while. Or drugs. Yes. I mean, it had some issues. But man, oh, man. You know, you hear that story. And all you think is, all these years ahead of you, dude. You know, it... It's just sad. He always seemed to take great joy in what he was doing. He looked like he had fun all the time. All the time, man. Yeah, Yeah. it is too bad. All right, so we'll get back to the uh, smack at the Oscars because there's a lot of different takes to that. And a news update you got to hear next. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, this is interesting all of a sudden. Oh, wow. Well, you know that. I mean, Chris Rock got slapped last night at the Oscars by Will Smith Mm -hmm. because of a joke that Chris Rock made about Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, about her hair loss. Well, Well, she's bald. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's a report now that Will may be asked to hand back that Best Actor Oscar. You know, I was wondering about that. I seriously was. I'm like, are they going to let this thing stand? How can they? 
You mean how can they? Well, they're being on that posture of, of oh, yeah. no violence, all love, and big tent, well, and I'm, all this nonsense. Same group of people that protected Harvey Weinstein for years. Well, they protect China too, but so, you know, I mean, they're they're yeah, I get it, yes. But yeah, this was over the edge sort of thing. But this, you know, this thing played out in front of you know. I don't know if you've seen any of the news coverage talking about, hey, this sort of back and forth with Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith goes back a few years. Yes. To the 2016 Oscars. Yes. So you've seen that coverage. Yes. Okay. And really the joke that they play was at Will Smith's expense talking about, yeah, it's not right. He wasn't up for the award, but it wasn't right that he made, what, $20 million for Wild Wild West either. Right. That was the joke. What I haven't heard anyone play yet, and maybe they haven't, I just missed it, was the joke that Chris Rock told that led up to that, to that joke, because there was a joke ahead of that that was toward Jada Pinkett Smith. Here it was from 2016. Jada got mad. Jada says she's not coming. Protesting. I'm like, is she on a TV show? Jada's going to boycott the Oscars. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. (laughs) It's a hilarious joke, but that one was at her expense. Because remember, that was the 2016 Oscar So White, I think, was the hashtag. And part of it was Will Smith didn't get nominated for the movie Concussion because he was a black man. I think that was the take at the time. So that was the joke that led up to that. So there you go. (laughs) You weren't invited. (laughs) Okay, the other take that we just really had fleshed out yet before we move on was the fact that Will Smith, after the joke was told last night, is laughing. Yes. Yeah. Until. But you see Jada Pinkett Smith yes. not laughing. Rolled her, her eyes. eyes. Yes. So my take was, okay, he was rolling with it, Will Smith, until he saw Jada not happy about it. And it almost seemed like this split-second decision that he had to make. And at least in my mind... This is what he was thinking. Something along the lines of, uh, oh, man, if I don't go do something right now, I'm going to hear about this for weeks. She might even call me a coward for not doing anything. Uh, man, I might as well go slap that dude because whatever the consequences, it won't be as bad as listening to her nag on me for weeks on end. I'll just go slap him. You went a step further, Robbins. Said, yeah, in your mind, she kind of caused it. Well, dude, she's emasculated this guy. I mean, on her podcast, he's the guest. I know. She's talking openly about sleeping with rappers, like like that special. (laughs) You know, I mean, and then he's sitting right there, very uncomfortably sitting right there. Well, and now he looks at her and goes, but he's just what, too nice? Come on. Okay, yeah. But he's looking at her and she's rolling her eyes and she's obviously upset by it. Right. Now he's thinking... What would the rapper do? He'd smack him upside the head for that, wouldn't he? I got a man up here. I got a man up. Well, wasn't that somebody's really over-the-edge take? If it would have been some rappers, they just would have, you know, shot him. Yes. (laughs) It's not my take. Well, somebody said that. That's all over online. Yeah, Tupac. If it was Tupac, (laughs) he would have shot him. I mean, you know. Yes. One can speculate, I suppose. 
But one thing we'll get to a little bit later but how, listen, was let, the coverage, I, too. I just want to add one more thing here, because sure. we're all guys here, right? Yeah. You're the three of us. Yes. How many guys in their course of fighting, and generally that takes place high school, maybe leaks into college, maybe into early adult life, right? At some point in time, you just you just put it down. But Right, like mid-40s. Right. All, anyway, that, be, all that being said, how many of those fights started over a woman? Percentage-wise. <laughs> 85? Yes, at say, least 85, wanna, 90%, yeah, right? 90, yeah. 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 I mean, they all, all know it, this. it always is what patrol, you know, gets this whole male dander up. Yeah. You know? Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's... It's the tale is old, it's time, man. Uh, it is, you're right. Adam and yes. Eve, David Bathsheba, Helen of so, Troy, OJ and Nicole, you know. Whoa, whoa, Easy. whoa. But Will Smith's having a good time. Chris yeah. Rock's up there. He pops off, says a couple of things. Will's kind of, he he laughs about it, looks at her, gets the reaction like, uh-oh. Yeah. I'm already in deep, deep with this woman, right? Now i got to do something to defend her honor. That's what it appeared to be. That was the take. And I'm a broken guy anyway, so let's go. Well, and we'll get to this later on. The reaction from some legacy media. Like, it was one of the most horrific things that has ever happened. Oh, gosh. That, yeah. Just the... The extreme violence of the situation. Mm-hmm. Whoa, if he beats him, like repeatedly punches him and then starts kicking him, I'll go with the extreme violence. It was an open hand. I'm not saying it was welcomed, or I'm not saying it was appropriate, but there's a difference between a punch and an open hand. If you've ever experienced both, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some people have a big mouth and have experienced both several times. Just saying. Something else. The whole opening to the Oscars is exactly what you feared it would be if you were going to tune in at all. I knew I wasn't going to tune in, so I missed it. (sighs) But a lot of people thought, well, maybe it'll be less political to bring more people back in. No, 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 no. You got Amy Schumer up there. You got Wanda Sykes. And so a a gay chant broke out at the Oscars. Oh, of course it did. Uh, I think it was Wanda Sykes introducing this uh, and trying to attack the state of Florida. For the okay. anti-grooming bill. Roll it. I have a great night uh, tonight, and for you people in Florida, we're going to have a gay night. Gay, 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 Yeah, why do the ratings for this thing suck? I'd have more fighting going on, more people tune in. <laughs> I think, well, you're right about that. Yeah. I think, yeah, Chris Rock was funnier. So was Will Smith, actually. That was funnier. I would agree with that. that. Yes. I think I'm the only person in America who remembers these old PSAs, and obviously this is in a different context, but more than 10 years ago, Wanda Sykes was a fan of telling people to not say gay. Really? You remember this? This is a clip from that. This is real. I'm, this isn't a bit or, or anything. I mean, like this is something that she did. I think it was like 2007, maybe? Okay. I don't know if I remember this. Roll it. Don't say that something is gay. It's insulting. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Oh. Gay, 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 gay. <laughs> and obviously, the Florida bill doesn't say gay in it. No. That's what they labeled it. And legacy media and big tech picks up on it. And so people refer to it as the don't say gay bill. And that's not what it is at all. David, you've always put it in the best terms possible, in my opinion, and that is... It's the anti-grooming bill. 
Thank you. Can you just not talk about kids and their genitals when they're five years old? That's basically what it's saying. Yeah. And don't do it until third grade. Well, it's very specific. Or through third grade. K through third grade. Very specific. It should be much older than that, but just as a starting point, okay, through third grade, here's something we can all agree on. Apparently not. Not for the freaks. Can't do it. Wow. Okay. You know what's beyond the pale? Beyond the pale. Asking a Supreme Court nominee to define the word woman. Yeah. Senator Cory Booker is very upset that Republicans asked Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson to define the word woman. And here he is on CNN talking about it. I think there were a lot of moments like that that were deflating to me um, and disappointing to me. But the reality is, you know, number one, she could have had 22 senators in that room as opposed to 11 who were asking questions that were a bit beyond the pale, and she still would have persevered. (laughs) This dude. Okay. Well, Corey, just keep sashaying through life. I'm sure it's going to be just fine. So let all of us, 100 people, not walk, but sashay down there and vote for this amendment. How does one sashay? I didn't ask when that clip originally played. Very carefully. I think you have to have like a belt in your hand swinging it, too. Is that what it means? Yeah. Like a definition of sashay? Rotation of the hips. There's a lot of hip work. Yeah, a lot of hip work. You've got to be sassy with the hips. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do a lot of dudes sashay? I'm not saying they shouldn't. Well, I know there are some dudes that, you know, will do some yoga for their sports or whatever. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't know too many guys that say we should sashay a little bit. I don't know how you do it, actually. I've sashayed my entire life. <laughs> I think I think it's all in the shoulders and the hip movement. Like your left hip goes out yes. and your right shoulder goes out. So you're sort of doing that. You're You're twisting your core. Like the freaking hokey pokey? A a little bit, yeah. Okay. All right, that's fine. Whatever. I want you all to hokey pokey down there. (laughs) They they call it I got to tell you, dude, your impression of Cory Booker is funnier than anything I have of Cory Booker. (laughs) She's so excited all the time. Oh, yeah. Tears of rage. Yes. Until he sashays. Uh, LeBron James won his first Razzie. Had that from the Oscars. Good. For the old Space Jam, too. Did you know? I had no idea. He is the most hated guy right now in the NBA? Yes. There's a poll. That's refreshing. I am, I'm glad for that. No, I but. think, again, when people said shut up and dribble, it was for your own good, LeBron. You're really just not that bright when it comes to, I don't know, trying to be deep and, what, and whatnot. You're, you're not that guy. It's okay that you're not that guy. You're a great basketball player. Just do that. Absolutely. We don't have time right now. I thought about it. Do we have? We don't have time. The Malcolm X book report. Gosh dang it! It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> He's reading. All right, all right. We got to do it before the end of the hour. Okay, we'll do it in a few. It's one of my all timers. It, it really is. Yes. It's it's and Kamala kind of takes off on that now. A little bit. Yeah, where you're using words you don't really don't they don't go together and they're all cobbled together. They sound good and you know. I'm deep and intellectual, and it really isn't. On a lighter note, they do all these different studies and polls, and they found out that the pandemic that we all went through was so bad, it was five times more depressing than Mondays. 
That that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it could have been a whole lot yeah, more. Actually, times are more depressing. For, yeah, because you couldn't. I mean, Mondays. Sometimes Mondays can be great. You don't look forward to it so much, but there are times a Monday can be a great day. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, they shut people down. You couldn't do anything. Right. A little bit of a difference there. All right, we'll get your news update and relive. LeBron James talking about reading Malcolm X. If you've never heard it, oh, is it worth it? Straight ahead. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, yeah, of course, all the talk from last night. Oscars is the slap from Will Smith to Chris Rock. Somebody said that Will Smith is going to do a sequel now, The Pursuit of Slappiness. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, JY, for that joke. Appreciate it, man. I heard that uh, Chris Rock has something on his face. What's that? Fresh Prince. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> LeBron James had mentioned won his first Razzie as worst actor for his role in Space Jam, A New Legacy. It could have gone for a few things. Oh, yeah. When LeBron tries to act like a smart person, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't always come off so well. No. A few examples. Um, I know, David, your favorite is when he was sharing his thoughts on Malcolm X's autobiography. Yeah, and he was asked, like, what what is the part that you found most interesting so far? He's there at a press availability. He's got the book in hand. Yep. Yes. And as soon as they ask him for the receipts, like, hey, what what's really been impactful? He just starts looking like a like a fourth grader who is trying to deliver a book report on something he clearly hasn't read. Well... I think if I remember right, he says he was a very smart man, but not just very smart. I think it was very, very, very. Yeah. Might have been four. Might have been four very. Sorry, we'll remember it now. But just a very, um, very smart man. Very, very, very smart man. And basically, um, him understanding the, um, how powerful um, the Negro can be. He used that word a lot. How powerful we are. Uh, and uh, just a very powerful-minded uh, gentleman, and uh, and it's it's unbelievable to to kind of read something that's coming directly from him. Um, just, that's a that's an autobiography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, I mean, <laughs> it's amazing when you read the words that someone wrote for people to actually read. <laughs> This is crazy. Just hate. Um, wish I had an opportunity to meet him. Obviously, we know what, what, what the situation that happened among um, not only him, but Dr. Martin Luther King, some of the greats that's ever walked this uh, face of the earth, not only just here in America, but in uh, this face of the earth. So. I think that about Moses, King David, Jesus. <laughs> just unfortunate that I didn't have a chance to sit down. Very- Talk. Very, 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 very smart man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Use the N-word a lot, you know. 
You know when he did not have to act is when he was ticked off that the Houston Rockets GM gave a support to Hong Kong and it ticked off China and that could have meant money from LeBron and he was pissed. We all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen um, when you're not thinking about others and only, you're only thinking about yourself. So um, That was Daryl, but I think he didn't want to get into a word argument or sentence argument. Is that what he said? I don't believe, uh, I don't want to get into a, a word uh, sentence uh, with Daryl, um, with Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on, on, oh, on the situation at hand. He like wasn't me. Like me. He wasn't educated yeah. on Hong Kong, see? I don't want to get into a word argument with you. <laughs> what did Malcolm X think about all that, huh? <laughs> this is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Boy, a lot more talk about the Oscars last night. The big old slap. More on that in just a few. Top concern of Americans right now, David, is? Uh, well, inflation. That shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, but it is to some people in the media right now. A uh, new NBC News poll shows that the Biden administration is focused on all the wrong things. They want to talk about Russia and Ukraine, abortion, climate change, COVID. And that's not even close to what people are worried about. Put simply, it's the economy and things aren't going well. Cost of living, jobs, and the economy overall were ranked as the most important issues in this poll, 37% saying it was the number one issue in their lives. And because there were a lot of options, right, uh, you know, you only get that 37%. You have, like, what, 10 or 11 choices that people can choose from. Uh, Only 14% said Russia and Ukraine was the top issue. 10% said climate change. And only 3% said the coronavirus was the top issue. People have moved past COVID. I don't know if you're hearing the same thing when you're just talking regular people. But usually the take is somewhere along the lines of feel terrible for the people in Ukraine. Feel awful. Don't think our troops should be on the ground there. Not at all. But you don't know the rest of the story either. That's the way a lot of people feel. They're pretty clear that Putin invaded, should not have invaded, but what else is going on there? You're not quite sure. You just want to help the poor people Yeah, that just want to live their lives. But as far as the Ukrainian government, there's a lot of questions over time. But I think at the same time, when you're talking about their president, Zelensky, it's been a breath of fresh air for a lot of people. And we'll get to it later. I think Bill Maher made the point. Well, yeah. I mean, we've, we talked about this, too, last week, that there is a definite masculinity about this guy. Yes. That is very appealing because we look at the, you know, the uh, Ivy League knuckleheads that are currently running our country. Yes. And we say to ourselves, where is John Wayne here? Yeah, it just seems I mean, like where it's is so that guy? Right? Yeah. Comedian with Mealy our allies and, and you know, nying, nying, nying. And you get this guy saying, we're going to defend our land to the death. Who straps up himself? Yes. So there were a lot of people on the left 
on social media talking about, you know, different things, how sexy this guy is. Oh, my gosh, I would like to be in bed with him. Different women saying these things. And Bill Maher's point was, well, you can't have both. You can't have this sexy and then talk about toxic masculinity. Right. I've heard a number of people talk like that, but certainly not that we should be in there. But I've also heard people say, you know, I feel terrible about it, but I'm kind of tired of hearing about it. You almost feel guilty saying that because of the atrocities and everything else. But it is this sense of, you know, on network news, you see it all the time. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. It does get to be overload for people after a while. So that's going on. I'm not surprised that inflation's the top concern because no. that impacts you every day. And you're trying to figure out, okay, if you do have a family, what can we do? What are we going to have to cut back on? Mm-hmm. Because whatever money for most people that you've made since the pandemic started, if you increase your budget as far as money coming in, well, more than that's going back out. Yeah. So what are you going to cut back on? So, yeah, that's a real concern. Now, from what I understand, you've got some breaking news here. Kamala Harris, the vice president, has some solutions on gas prices? Yeah. Uh, is this real? This is real. This oh, is uh, her on the Willie Moore show. Uh, and he asked, hey, what what is it that you can do specifically to help lower gas prices? Because there is such a downstream effect of rising gas prices that affects everything. Okay. Forgive my ignorance. Who's mm-hmm. Willie Moore? Uh, I'm not familiar. To podcaster, radio show host? I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Never heard of him. Okay. Never heard of us either. <laughs> okay. Do you have a copy of the audio, David? Uh, yeah. Let me. That was weird. I don't know. We've been invaded by the Russians. Let me see if I. It's if the I Willie could. Moore. The Willie like... Moore show is screwing it up. <laughs> <laughs> let me see if I can pull this up here. And here we go. Any second now. I'll read you the transcript here while we wait for that to work. <laughs> Only the best on this show. Only the best. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a problem with us or Willie. Yeah, let, let, let's. You know, you, you spoke a little bit about transportation, and people across the country right now yeah, are in a crunch. Uh, yeah, well, she says, uh, we've been, um, you know, understanding that it is a real issue. Um, what we have done is we've actually released some of the reserves. Um, gas is just part of the issue of the cost of living, right? Okay, when I said on gas price solutions, I'm like, this is real, right? And you said, yes, this is real. That doesn't sound real to me. It doesn't. Well, it reserves. So that was three days worth. Okay, so we did that. Uh, But there's more to it than just gas prices, right? No, I thought we were talking about gas price solutions. We are. Just nothing that you can use. Okay. All right. Gee, I wonder why inflation's the top concern of Americans. I wonder why people don't look upon her as the future of our country. Because of things like this. Exactly. Every time she goes out there to talk. Every single time. Every time. No, I don't think this is the biggest concern of Americans right now overall, but it's what is being talked about today, there's no doubt. Oh, Wow. Wow. And that was Chris Rock getting slapped last night by Will Smith. Yeah. Because of the joke that Will Smith told, I suppose we should play that. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. 
because Jada Pinkett Smith is bald Mm -hmm. because of this disease she has that makes her hair fall out. Okay. By the way, just one more caveat on that story. It's just breaking right now. Yes. Um, And this is weird, but apparently Jesse Smollett is saying that Will Smith hit him. Wow. See, it takes another turn. I'm pissed off. And he's pissed. At first, it was a thing of like, listen, if I tell the truth, then that's it, because it's the truth. Right. How can you doubt that? Yeah, how can you doubt it? He said it happened. Will Smith apparently popped him in the face, too. (laughs) Okay. I want to play for you part of the coverage on Good Morning America this morning, just to get your reaction. Okay. I know most people have not heard this, so to see if I'm crazy or not, I don't want to poison the jury. We'll start with little George Stephanopoulos, what he had to say. They were there for something we have never seen before, something that is very hard to process. Will Smith walking up onto that stage after Chris Rock told a joke about his wife, simply assaulting Chris Rock. You see it right there. He hit him, cold cocked him after that joke. Chris Rock composed himself, got it back together, gave out the award. Okay, so far. What do you think about what George said there? I mean, it sounds like he's reporting that Chris Rock was assassinated on stage. (laughs) I mean, it was an open palm slap. I mean, wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Kind of funny. Yeah. And Chris Rock made it funnier because of his reaction. Yes. When you hear cold cocked him. That's far from a cold cocking. It's far as far as I'm concerned anyway. I don't know anyone Open that palm slap. I've ever thought got Colcock that could actually actually say, oh, wow, as it's happening. Yeah, while getting Colcock. <laughs> yes. I've just never. Well, what, what was the opening line he had, too? We were something. It's very difficult to watch. To watch, uh, yeah. No, it's so, difficult, hard to process. Hard to, hard pro- to process. What was hard to process? <laughs> nothing, nothing hard to I, process about. I processed it in see? 10 seconds. I processed it. Yes. You know, I mean, there have been awful things that we've seen over the last year that you could say, man, that was hard to process. You know, I'm thinking about people falling from a plane trying to leave Afghanistan. Yeah, that's, that's hard, hard to process. process. This? No, yeah. I know exactly what happened. Dude got pissed and he open hand slapped that yes. dude. <laughs> anyway, so then we get to T.J. Holmes, who was one of the crew there at Good Morning America, and he was at the scene, and it it sounds to me like TJ was a little distraught. See what you think. Robin, this was awful. Um, it was ugly. It was embarrassing. It was confusing. Um, but on that stage last night, like George just said, out. we saw something we've, we've never confused seen. confused faces in the studio. No, David, well, yes. There's nothing confusing about it. Yes. Robin's laid it out very succinctly. <laughs> Golly, I don't. Yeah, what was G? I'm confused the, now. Honestly, the only thing that's kind of confusing to me is. Why did security not come in and haul him out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe by confusing meaning some people thought, is this a bit? Is this like a joke? Because for a little bit, Chris Rock kept laughing. Mm -hmm. And at the initial joke, Will Smith laughed. So I'm trying to make sense of that. But it's with the somberness in which the story is told like we just witnessed something that is so terrible but on that stage last night like georgia said we saw something we'd never seen before and this was a night where we saw history repeated we had a feel-good night it was so feel good so many firsts and then it was overshadowed by the violence Mm -hmm. 
again, not appropriate. But, I mean, these people, they're the ones that, you know, triple masking, living in fear all the time. Ah, ah, the sky is falling. Ah." Yeah, part, man. So when you get the Will Smith's acceptance speech, okay, you got to remember. So all these takes from Hollywood today, how awful it was, right? But they're all applauding Will Smith. As he's somewhat trying to justify, I guess, what he did. Yeah. Well, uses, he uses life, right. All that sort of stuff. Richard Williams is sort of the catalyst, yes. But before that, when he got to this part of the speech, I was I was a little confused. Like, what are you talking about? I'm being called on in my life to love people. Yeah, we all are, dude. And? And to protect people. Yeah. And to be a river to my people. What? I want to be a vessel for love. <laughs> what? All right. I, I want to be a river for love. I don't want to be a vessel. School. I want to be a river. Well, I'm asking David because he sat through some of these nonsense classes at mm-hmm. UNT, I think. Yeah. Uh, this part. And to be a river to my people. What does that mean? Um, that he is going to be delivering the water of salvation to black people. I assuming I assume that's what he means by my people. Okay, that he's Maybe paving he away. Somebody skiing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to be a vessel for love. So I'm sorry to the academy and the other actors, but not Chris Rock. Right. Okay, who I it. slapped. Yeah, the dude, yeah. <laughs> the guy actually violated, yeah. Yes. Screw him. Got it. New album called Vessel of, of Love. Love. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you know what we got to talk about? The Bo Biden charity. Is that thing a fraud? That and much more coming up right now. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I saw a blurb on this. David, you can lay it out. You're very good at this. The Bo Biden charity. It was a feel-good for a long time. Now there are questions. Is this thing a fraud? Well, it looks like it. I, I mean, honestly. I. But when was the last time you had politicians set up any sort of charity and it wasn't just a slush fund to enrich themselves. That is absolutely true. Clinton right. Foundation pops <laughs> right. to mind immediately. Right. I agree with you yeah. 100%. But when I heard Bo Biden charity, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, his widow is probably running that, making sure the money is going to a good place. The, then when you see, oh, it's from the Biden charity organization. Yeah. Oh, so what is the whole story so, with this? So the Bo Biden Foundation, it was founded after Bo Biden passed away. It was started in 2016, um, and it raked in $3.9 million in 2020, but only spent a fraction of that on the mission to help children. 
Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, what, and what well, are the they, numbers? They say? got they got a one point eight million dollar influx from the Biden Foundation before the Biden Foundation shut down in twenty twenty. Uh, now the Biden Foundation was started by Joe Biden and his wife Jill, horrible human being, to champion progress and prosperity for American families. The Bo Biden charity also took in another two hundred twenty five thousand dollars from entities tied to a top political donor and bundler to President Biden. Now, despite the $2 million-plus windfall, the organization only spent about uh, a little more than half a million dollars in 2020 towards the stated purpose of protecting children from abuse. The charity spent a total of $932,000, almost $933,000 that year, uh, a lot of it going to the six-figure salary of the Biden cronies who held executive jobs at the charity. Six figures for these people. And how much, again, to the actual kids it's supposed to help? Uh, that would be about half a million dollars. Okay. So Charity Watch, which is a watchdog group, yeah. does that. Uh, yeah, generally you're looking at nonprofits spending at least 75% of their budgets on programs. In this case, it was 58% of its spending went to this cause. And 75% is not a great rating right. at Charity Watch. Really isn't. It's far less than that. No, that's their threshold, I guess, right? Yeah. Now, do you before you give money away, Scott, do you check Charity Watch? Uh, no. Mine, well, mine are established, you know, but I give money away, it's established by people other than me. I mean, the people I know who are involved in it or it benefits a group that I've been giving to for a while. Have you ever gone to Charity Watch and found one of those I never, groups no, that, I really that you, then you find out how much money it's actually going to the people, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm done there? Well, when I did that fundraiser, Bowling for Biden, this year, <laughs> it was $50 a team, and, you know. <laughs> Bowling for Biden. Yeah. All right, here's a question for you. Uh, you know, Beyond Meat, you familiar with the company? Yeah. Okay. If they released some jerky, like beef jerky, but of course it's not beef jerky. It's plant-based jerky, but it tastes good. Are you eating it? No. No. Nope. I don't what eat it tastes com- good. I don't eat communist food. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's teriyaki, David? Nope. A teriyaki sure. communism. Got no it. Thanks. Uh, after your heart attacks, Scott. No, I don't re- I'm not really a jerky person. What's wrong with you? But if I'm going to commit to jerky, it's going to be the real deal. It wouldn't be the. It's going to be plant-based jerky. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Just saying, if it was really, you know, better for you and it tasted good, that's the thing yeah. to me. Is that's the what taste. they say all the time with this stuff. The taste of a lot of that stuff is fine, but yeah. it's really not any better for you. Sometimes it's not. I mean, it, there's a ton watch of salt. It. There's a ton of other stuff yes. that's in there that, I don't know, man. It's a, it to it, make up for the bad taste, right? It just really yeah, isn't. Yeah. Is there maybe with fat? Maybe with trans fats or fats, it, it's a little bit better. But overall, it's not this magic health food, including peas and mung beans. Mung, mung beans. Yes. M U N G. One of your favorites, Scott. Mung beans. Yes. Uh, Did you see Biden's latest approval ratings? Holy mackerel. That and much more coming up.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. See the headline, Joe Biden's approval takes a massive hit. Kind of like Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) His approval rating is Chris Rock, and America is Will Smith, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Joe Biden is finding new and exciting ways to piss off the American public. A a new NBC News poll shows that only 33% of Americans approve of how he's handling the economy. A year ago, that number was 52%. Wow. Well, now. Uh, and it comes down to kitchen table economics. Of course, it always does. The question in one case was, do you think your family uh, family's income is A, falling behind, B, staying about even, or C, going up faster? 62% believe their income is falling behind. 31%, well, they believe it's uh, staying about even. Well, I mean, uh, imagine if you just don't know how good you have it. And... That's the craziest part, is that's literally what the White House is trying to sell yeah. people oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. That people wow. aren't emotionally ready to embrace how great it is. No, dude, we're doing the budget every month, and we're seeing that what we're taking in is not going as far as it did a year ago. Correct. Because we have a senile old man who is bending to the will of literal communists in this country. The destruction yeah. is the point. Ooh, how, how, how do you do that? I don't know how you do that. I don't know. Overall, NBC News puts Biden's approval at 40%, which is a record low for that network survey. Jeez. Well, it's usually blame somebody else or just blame the voter. Like, you just don't understand it. But as Joe, what do you call him sometimes, David? He's president president bystander. Yes, yeah, like it's not me. It's well, it's you know my uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. <laughs> yeah, the economy. It's that guy. It's not me. You know who's really happy about those numbers? Really happy? Who? Jimmy Carter. <laughs> because he yes. doesn't want history to see him as the yes. worst president. Of I'm all glad. Time. I'm glad he lived long enough to see this because um, now he can uh, he can rest easy. I, I still think, man, we'd be better off if if he steps down and Kamala Harris becomes president. Oh, it's just man. because Kamala Harris whoa, whoa, is... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is Kamala, this the here, first time you've gotten to this point? No, no. I said that last August. Okay. And I and I still believe it, and I've never really gone away from that. Not because I'm sitting here going, yeah, Kamala would be a great president. But no, she is so clearly in over her head as vice president that if something is catacly- uh, cataclysmic as either a removal from office or a resignation, she would know that she has no mandate. And things would grind to a screeching halt. And that's it. I I believe she would be so petrified and paralyzed by the sheer what she would be asked to do, I guess, in that job, that nothing would actually happen. And nothing would be better than what these idiots in Biden's White House are doing. Dude, they they would still run it. That would be my fear. The same people that are running it now would run it, only it would be Kamala. So instead of, like, misspeak over the weekend of, he can't remain in power, Putin, and the rest of the world's like, calm it down, man. Don't escalate this thing. I mean, you put Kamala out there. A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the difference, though, is that, you know, you've kind of got two warring tribes within the White House. You know, Team Kamala yes. is not friends with Team Joe. 
And I think some of these Ivy League dweebs, these model U.N. dorks that are running the show in the White House and don't know what the hell they're doing, I think you might see a similar dynamic at play if something as big as a presidential resignation were to happen. They would be paralyzed with fear as well. Because at the end of the day, they want to be able to still go to the nice cocktail parties. They still want to be able to work in Washington, D.C. So at that point, it would be keep your head low. Just keep the lights on. So she breaks away from Biden's people. Yeah. Your theory is then. I just broke news. (laughs) (laughs) Golly. I I just have a hard time with that. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's not Uh, like I feel great about the situation we're in. But I suppose that I'm almost in this situation where at least the devil you know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. But also with Joe she Biden. She scares me to death. With Joe Biden, he's got decades of relationships on Capitol Hill. So no matter what happens, most Democrats will fall in line. Democrats on Capitol Hill, this is established. They don't like Kamala Harris. No. They don't care about kissing the ring. Most of them don't. No. I don't know, man. So maybe then the shenanigans end. Freedom! <laughs> no, I can't do it. I just can't. I, I I can't sign up to that. I can't say yes to that. Oh, I mean, I would just say, hey, Joe. This instead is of no. saying, no, we can't, let's say, yes, we can. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't feel good You know, about again, that. I mean, you've got, you've got a president at 40% rock bottom. And yet, getting back to what we talked about last week, no one's lost their job. No one. No one. That is what's frustrating with all yeah, it of just, the Yeah, it just keeps going and, and spiraling. Yeah. And yep. There's not even the, you know, the showboat guy gets gets whacked. And to, to serve notice to everybody else to step up their game, Never nothing happens. So somebody ought to pull a Will Smith up there is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> The old it needs to be cuffed around. Boat. Yes. Of course, a lot of people talking about that today. The Oscars and Will Smith slapping Chris Rock because Chris Rock made a joke about Will Smith's wife. Yeah. Did you think the joke warranted the slap? I didn't think the joke. I mean, and, and again, I don't know how much the audience that went right over. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But usually the person that's the butt of that joke just kind of laughs along and goes on. Yeah. That's not her personality. If you know her at all, it's it's just not. So, you know, we've gone through a bunch of different takes of this. I mentioned at the beginning of the show I had like 10 takes. Oh, there's one I haven't gotten to yet. I'll say this short. I'm very thankful that it was not a white guy that slapped Chris Rock because then we'd have to deal with race conversations for the next month. Okay, it could have been the same situation. Saying something bad about somebody's wife, and he feels like I'm going to defend my wife right now. Boom. And we would have had this race thing going on. So I'm thankful for that. So you can always look on the bright side. I suppose, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. That would have been unbearable. Uh, I mean, unless it was Alec Baldwin. I mean, that guy killed a woman, and a lot of people in Hollywood are still defending him. Who is defending him? By the way, well, most one, of what I've read is like people are kind of distancing themselves. Well, they want to see how this goes. But you notice there wasn't a whole lot of roasting of Alec Baldwin at the Oscars. There should have been. 
Yeah. Oh, man, that's tough. You make that joke, that's like somebody died as part of that group. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That is a tough joke to make. Ricky Gervais probably would have went for it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm thinking about different people that have hosted. Don't you know that Ricky Gervais is like seething right now that he wasn't the first guy to get punched or slapped in the face. <laughs> that guy does everything he could possibly do to get slapped in the face at those award shows, and that's why normal people like watching him on that in that venue. Well, there was an article I read that there are a lot of people that just simply don't want the job. No, it's I mean, a no they don't want to do it. Because there was talk like, Bill Bird would be great. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It would be great. But, I mean, Chris Rock wasn't even hosting. No. He's just presenting an presenting award. Presenting an award. Wow, man. Yeah, that's true, though. I mean, you feel like it's a no-win situation. Right. You don't want to do it. I mean, they, they, there's been a lot of people just flat said, no, I'm not doing that. No. Oh, my gosh. And then also, man, once again, tip of the cap to Chris Rock for actually saying, wow, as you're getting slapped and playing it off like he did. It was pretty good. That's what I think led to people going, that's a setup. That's No, I don't know, man. And then that part, and David pointed it out, and it's true. Chris Rock could have went somewhere. He had a joke ready to roll, and he yeah. called off the dogs, man. <laughs> I can, oh, okay. When he said that, oh, okay. He had something like, else. This dude's ready to do 10 minutes of material on that. Do you wonder if it was about the, quote, infidelities or the fact that they have an open marriage? Like he was going to go there with the oh, next I, joke? Yeah, probably. And I, the That's thing what is, I was thinking. He's a quick-witted guy, and yes, you know that guy just had his... Every every neuron in his brain was firing right there to come up with the perfect takedown, and he could have leveled Will Smith. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Let's move this thing along. I have respect for that. Sometimes you have a line, and you feel like it's so good, but you know it will do damage. Mm-hmm. And to have the restraint to not say it, man, good for Chris Rock. Kind of wish he would have said it, though. <laughs> Me <Right>. too. <laughs> That's just it. Did you see this trend? This was Wall Street Journal over the weekend. A uh, workout trend. I know you always roll your eyes when I say something like this, Scott. Yeah. Well, go ahead, though. It's rest and relaxation. This is right up your alley. I'm I'm a I'm a pioneer in that workout <laughs> trend. This is the part I don't think you'll like. Part of the Wall Street Journal report: finding gyms that are offering more mellow workout classes as the pandemic eases. They're seeing more demand for gentle workouts, things like guided meditation and easy yoga. More gyms adding dedicated recovery rooms with things like loungers and personal massagers. Nice. One guy who's in a stretching class said he just lies on a mat with a pillow for an hour. Says it's like nap time in preschool. He goes there after work to lay there on the mat for an hour. As as the father of a six-month-old and a two-year-old, I could get on board with that trend. Because there's nowhere else for you to go. Right. You can't do it at home. No, 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 no. But if you say it's for, well, I'm trying to keep in shape. Mm -hmm. It's physical fitness. (laughs) So you're actually going to a gym for nap time. Yes. Golly. (laughs) They just opened a business called nap time. Just go in there and get big blankets you roll out on the floor and just just crash. Oh, my God. I I understand that, though. I mean, when you got little kids, man, you, you got no time. 
I understand. It's just hard for me to get down with that right now as I'm watching the war unfold in Ukraine and looking at these guys <laughs> fighting for their country. Yeah. These guys, like, I need a little nap time at the gym on the way home. Really? But anyway, they said, well, it's also people are so out of shape after a couple of years on the couch, they're taking it slow. It's <laughs> <laughs> taking it slow, huh? what it says. Yeah. I saw this. I was rolling my eyes. Sleeping in a strange place is the first step towards fitness. <laughs> okay. The end. We're less worried about looking good and more concerned with feeling good. Mm. It's all about feeling, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. All right. Much more to get to. Oh, Amazon is doing a James Bond TV series. Do you see that? It's a reality show. Oh. That and a news update. Great at Robert Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Looks like a news update with David Van Camp. Well, last night at the Oscars, not talking about the slap, but okay. at the at the outset, you had Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer up there doing the whole uh, "We're going to chant gay now" to to criticize Florida for the anti-grooming bill that they're calling the "Don't Say Gay" bill, right? Okay, right, because they desperately want teachers to be able to talk to five-year-olds about their genitals seems what it freaking seems. weird to me but yep. sick that's that's where that culture is right now ron DeSantis, the governor of florida uh gave a statement a response to that if you want to hear it would love to hear if it the people who held up degenerates like harvey weinstein up as exemplars and as heroes and as all that, if those are the types of people that are opposing us on parents' rights, I wear that like a badge of honor. And that's the way to do it. Boom! Wow, that was awesome. Dare you say slapped him down. (laughs) Oh, wow! (laughs) Yes! Good job. I like that. Okay. Oh, I mentioned Amazon's doing a James Bond TV series. It's kind of weird because it's like a reality show. Reality show. It's locations where Bond was filmed. Sounds a lot like Uh, The Amazing Amazing Race. Race. Yeah. Yes. But it's called 007's Road to a Million. So you get two-person teams, global adventure, different locations that were used filming the 007 movies. Physical obstacles. Answer hidden questions in order to advance to the next challenge. Grand prize is $1.3 million. And all I can think about, I think, David, if you and I did this together, yeah, I mean, we'd go at it at times, but I think we could cooperate, do it okay. Yeah. If it's Robbins and I, it is an argument that starts from minute one and never ends. That's true. Yeah, wouldn't be good for us. And then as far as David and Scott on it, man, I don't know what to think. Any ideas? I'd, I'd probably, like, leave him somewhere. <laughs> just, just say the Russians got him. 
I thought I was the one that left you. <laughs> no, you'd sell me out to the Russians. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He said something bad about your wife. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And then that'd be over. Yeah. New study out saying humans could live up to 150 years. Jeez. Did you see that? No. Well, there's no verified cases of a person living to be older than 122. But you got scientists, Internet billionaires, geniuses looking for ways to, quote, crack the code on aging. So they have a study analyzing 70,000 participants up to age 85 to see what might be possible. You know, what's your ability to fight disease, risk of heart conditions, cognitive impairment, all those things. I heard some guy, this was not a part of this story, it was a different story, talking about all the research that they've done, and they've found out if there is any sort of magic bullet for health, it's nothing new. It's exercise. I'm not talking about resting at the gym and yapping at each other in between sets like real exercise where you're getting your heart rate up and all that stuff and maintaining a decent weight. Like, if you can do that, that's your best shot. But I don't know what they're talking about, 150. Jeez. Trying to slow or reverse the aging process. How many years the Stones could tour? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thanks so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, there's another take out there about Chris Rock, Will Smith. Oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. It's a pretty good reaction, actually. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Um, Joe Biden stepped in it a few times over the weekend, and then the White House had to walk it all back for him. Yeah, that's a full time gig. Man. Oh, geez. It, yeah, it really is. And it, it's fascinating to see some of the reaction to this from the people, especially people who claim they were conservatives, uh, conserving conservatism and whatnot, who are defending Joe Biden after this clear senility attack. But, yeah, he went off the cuff during his trip to Poland and President Joe Biden called for very casually called for regime change in Russia. Hmm. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. God bless you all. Uh-oh. Yeah. See, that makes people a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you saw some of the reaction from people like, uh, if you're familiar with Tom Nichols, one of these losers who thinks he's an expert at everything. Okay. Uh, said like this is this is like uh, uh, tear down that wall moment. Oh, this is such a uh, this is oh, putting ourselves goodness. in such a position of strength. No man, it's a senile old man who doesn't know what he's saying or where he is half the time. 
The guy also suggested we would use chemical weapons in retaliation if if, Ruff, if Russia decided to use that in Ukraine. Yeah, to anyone that defends it, my only question is, would you have the same take if that was Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. That usually ends the conversation. Oh, well, no. Well, of course not. No. Because it wouldn't. It, norms, and he's going to get us all killed. It's going to be nuclear war. Blah. They'd freak out. But with this is, well, it, Joe speaks from the heart, see? Right. He, he wears it out on his sleeve. That's just the way he is. He's always been that way. Spare us all. Okay? He doesn't know what he's saying. He doesn't know the gravity of it. This you know? is the United States of America, for God's sake. And when he, when he means it, he'll say, for God's sakes, come on. For real. One nation. End of his wonder God. For real. for real. Yeah. You know. You know what I'm talking about. The thing. Open his governor and when he be pre-K. The pre-care goes. Yeah. You know. Huh? All men and women created by the go. You know the, you know the thing. Hard on his sleeve. Just the way he rolls, okay? I saw where Macron came out and criticized him for saying that. Like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. like, we can't escalate here, I'm man. still talking to this guy. I mean, when you're getting scolded by the French, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta admit, that's kind of funny. Yes. Um, okay, just move along. Other things going on in the world. And a lot of people talking about the slap from the Oscars. It was the joke that Chris Rock made about Jada Pinkett Smith that she doesn't have hair. Some people could say that was really bad taste because it's a disease. She started talking about it in 2018. I'm guessing Chris Rock knows that. Mm -hmm. And still is just making a, hey, it's a bald joke because it's the G.I. Jane thing. Remember the Demi Moore Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane, too. Can't wait to see it. All right? kind of laughing along like right that's not that bad a joke right yeah. oh richard and then he's up on stage wow oh wow wow will smith just smacked the shit out of me he's the wife's name out your mouth wow dude yeah the it was the volume that he used will smith and with the passion that's when it got really real, it seemed like, to Chris Rock. Like, wow, dude. Like, whoa. I didn't know if you were messing around. Now I get it. You're really ticked off. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out of mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was the uh, greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Still makes you a little uncomfortable, doesn't it, Scott? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, you if you step back, you go, wait a minute. Was that real or was this some WWE thing or, you know, what happened here? Yeah, and that thought. It, but the more you watch it, the more you go, Chris Rock was really taken aback by the whole thing. If that was an act, that was the yeah, greatest really acting good act. performance by both of them ever. And I've seen him act, and he, it's not that good. So, so as you've heard the different freakouts today. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we played a little bit from Good Morning America. And I, you know what? There was the end of the Good Morning America clip that we actually haven't had a chance to get to yet. 
which is pretty interesting because they're talking about how, you know, this this great night, you know, that was just overshadowed. And this, again, was uh, T.J. Holmes from Good Morning America. Uh, depending on who you talk to, you hear different opinions about what the moment was. There's some people who will say this is a man who was frustrated and was defending and taking up for his wife. And then there's another faction of folks who will tell you, and this is the word you all I had, um, said to me plenty of times, heartbroken. Heartbroken, and this is what I got from a lot of African Americans, that this was a moment and a showcase for Will Packer. Okay, you're looking confused, David. Heartbroken? Go ahead. Heartbroken? That, that was probably the greatest thing that's ever happened at the Oscars, okay? I think Will Smith made a fool out of himself, but why are you heartbroken? Okay, I think you'll get it when he's done explaining this, maybe. that This was a moment and a showcase for Will Packer to have his hands on this show and for this to be the moment that's talked about. It took away from what the show was. So people will have their opinions uh, about it, but uh, without question, this was an awful, unfortunate, and out-of-character uh, <laughs> behavior from Will Smith, who we've all spent a whole lot of time with uh, over the years, guys. All right, and if that wasn't dramatic enough, Okay, as we go back to Robin and George Stephanopoulos. Oh, yeah. Here you go. It just took away an, a night of first, as we said. And we'll get back to you and Amy and TJ and um, Larry in just a little bit. No excuse for violence. No, it's I'm not. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot more sense when you realize that Will Smith is basically a, a broken man. I mean, one of the most or one of the more universally beloved actors of his time whose personal life is in shambles. I mean, his kids are right. wrecks. I mean, they've been brought into the Scientology cult, and their minds have been scrambled. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife is out there talking about their open relationship and how she sleeps around with other guys while he's sitting right there. I mean, yeah, yeah very successful in his personal career, but emotionally and with all the things that matter, his life is a train wreck. Yes. I understand why. People he, aren't going to say that. No. But the what you saw then is just that all came out. Yeah. Like, he, he, well, he reached the boiling point, and boom. Well, it's it's either that or he misunderstood when his wife leaned over looking at Chris Rock and whispered, I'd hit that. <laughs> wow, you know what? <laughs> that, that may have some validity to it, yes. Well, well if, he was, he. you know, when they did, did the pan to him, and he's kind of grinning, then they look at her, and the eye roll's going on, and she's got the frowny frown going. Yes. And that's when he leapt into action. Yes. At that moment. Well, and if you heard, you know, the take there, this night would have been, you know, about Will Packer. For a lot of people in America, they're like, I don't even know who you're talking about. Well, he's a film producer. Black. And it was an all-black ensemble that was producing the show. And that was supposed to be this sort of great moment, a first. And that's fine. But they were saying, you know, the unfortunate thing, now everyone's going to remember this. Well, of course. Would it anybody remember how the Oscars was produced? Nope. I doubt it. No. So that whole thing was just kind of kooky. And then the uh, violence never. Well, I wouldn't go that far. All depends. You know, if, if you got some guy that's like, what, going to call somebody's wife? Hey, she's a whore. And a guy goes up there and busts that dude? Anybody blame him? No. Nope. Nope. No, just talking about that real. The other odd thing is 
you know, for all the people sort of freaking out and everything else. By the time Will Smith was done giving his acceptance speech for the award, he's laughing about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't seem like he's too sorry. Like, love will make you do crazy things. If you heard that part, the end part of the speech. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Thank you. Uh, uh, Hoping Academy invites me back. Thank you. <laughs> That's the other thing, man. He spent the last year or so getting into the mindset of being a father who would do anything for his children. And then in real life, he failed as a father. A lot of people would make that argument for sure. He just felt like a guy that was at the end of his rope when he got there. Yeah. It wouldn't take much to set him off. Like, he was in an emotional situation, you yeah. know, where he's ready to crack at any moment now. That could be. And, and I, I mean, I didn't know because all of It that. seemed I mean, like kind of an innocuous thing, right? Yeah. I mean, really, to... I mean, he said G.I. Jane because of the bald character. He was that that bad? But again, he laughed until he saw Saw her reaction. And then it's like he just went over the edge after that. I don't know, man. The whole thing is so strange. You know what? In a way, get you away from thinking about the economy and inflation and Ukraine for a day. At least it's an interesting conversation that we haven't had before. When is it the right time to slap another dude for saying something about your wife? Well, I was a little worried because they weren't socially distant either. When it See? See? I know. I know. Okay. Got a news update to get to. And a lot of people are asking today if Robin shed any tears over the weekend of something that happened. We'll get to that as well. Straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Just to remember, the cruelty is the point here. Uh, Biden's budget proposal has come out, and he wants a $45 billion tax hike on oil and gas production. You're a lying dog-faced pony uh, soldier. That's what it says, and here's the reason for the change. Uh, this market distortion is detrimental to long-term energy security and is inconsistent with the administration's policy of supporting a clean energy economy. You know what? So forget the rising gas prices and right. how much it's costing everyone. Just to get, but this is a chance to go green. Right. And again, like it or not, the run uh, the world runs on oil. It does. Yes, it does. And it's not going to stop anytime soon. Golly, man. Uh, excuse me. And uh, what am I doing here? I don't know. Hmm. A lot of people are wondering. Well, and then you had mentioned earlier, David, that Kamala Harris has some ideas as far as gas price solutions. Yeah. She was on who show? The Willie Moore show? Yeah. I almost All said right. Willie Brown, but no, it's not, not, not <laughs> Willie Brown. Not this time. All right. Well, first of all, we've been, um, you know, understanding that it is a real issue. Um, Well, okay, that's a good step. Yep. We've realized it's a real issue. Okay. 
Um, what we have done is we've actually released some of the reserve, the petroleum reserve. Yeah, that was a long time ago, and it didn't do anything because we knew it wouldn't. It's three days. So anyway. To bring down the cost of gas prices. It didn't. And we are also dealing with the cost of gas is just part of the issue of the cost of living, right? Yeah. It's too expensive for too many people to get by during a day, much less to the end of the month. We already know that. What are you going to do about it? Well, we need to recognize that it's real. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's so typical of her, though, right? Oh. I mean, do an interview and say absolutely nothing. Yes. There's nothing. It's an art form. It's no valid anything in there. Nothing. It's just air. Just air inside the popcorn bag. Well, you can make it possible. You just don't know what we're talking about. We right. have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been, and then to make the possible actually happen. Yeah. Ah. Okay. And on top of everything else, you know what? what? It's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet. Based on what we've just been able to see, and because we've seen it or not, doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But just limited to what we have seen. Absolutely there should be an investigation. And we should all be watching. And I have no question the eyes of the world are on. Yeah. What you just said. Yes. No. Okay. I don't know. Now, do we have the answer? Not today. <laughs> no, we do not. Gosh, dang. Okay, let's get to the piece where people were wondering if you were all right over the weekend. Oh, okay. Um, didn't know if you were maybe in tears or shed a tear or two. Uh, Genesis played their last concert ever. Oh, I read the uh, piece on that. Well, that is sad. I mean, it is sad that, that Phil Collins is in such declining health. Well, Peter Gabriel did come to support, but just the fact that your chance to go see Genesis ever again, gone. I know. Well, I, I mean, I've, I saw them at the height of their powers. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy about that. What but, tour was that? Uh, the Genesis Genesis album with Mama on it. Yeah, 83. That was the one. Got it. Yeah. Well, he said they would have to get real jobs now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, this, well, this is what he said last show. It's the last of our tour, and it's the last show for Jesus. Oh! Oh! Yes, after tonight, we've all got to get real jobs. All right, the reason I bring up the clip. The fan, whoever was nearby from the person that was taking the video, yeah. the groan, the pain. Oh! oh. oh. Well, that's, that's Nancy Kerrigan-esque, isn't it? <laughs> wow. I don't know if it's that far. I'd have to compare. Let me get Okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I have to dig up that, that Kerrigan clip. I think we have it. It's around there somewhere. Always it's in the archives, yeah. Yes, yeah, not too far away. I hear it. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Only we would be that cruel. Well, I'm just saying, maybe they should have had Peter Gabriel come up on stage and perform Sledgehammer. Oh, oh he's sad. He can't see his heroes anymore. Mm-hmm. 
Mike Rutherford and Tony Banks are probably going, hey, what the hell? We'll get another singer. We're not done. You can make some more money off of yes. that. Yes. As long as you still have one member, people could do it. Seen that before. Well, they've done it before. I know. All right, mm-hmm. you ready for your big three stories of the day? I take it Genesis wasn't one of them. No, it wasn't. Sorry. Okay. Sad as it is. No. Yes. But you're already set for your top three stories of the day. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, we also have a news update. And still waiting for statement from Will Smith today. All coming up right here. Camp and the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. Before we get to the Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day. News update: David Van Camp. Do you remember in the long, long ago when Joe Biden first took office, and Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, was asked about Space Force, and there was some mocking that went on. <laughs> Space Force, and I Democrats were really—they were just like, Space Force. We don't need a, that's just a Trump idea. It's really stupid. Yeah. It was uh, the first time I remember being offended at someone joking at Space Force. Uh-huh, yeah, because it's necessary, and it's awesome, by the way. Space Force is the greatest thing that Donald Trump did. All I ever said was, can we get the freaking wall done before we worry right. about Space Force? And if we had done that, anyway. And I said that the Space Force could develop a Space Force laser wall. Very and it has efficient. Well, That's why we just needed the regular wall. Maybe anyway. it will now because uh, Biden's budget request includes a 40% increase in funding for the Space Force. Space Force. It's gone from the butt of jokes at Washington, D.C. cocktail parties to now we need to really fund this thing because it's important. And it is important. They should fund it. Wow. I did not think I would see this, to be honest. I really did. Okay, you want to hear the song? I can see it in well, your eyes. Well, I do. Yeah. I came, I'm I mean, just waiting. You can't talk about Space Force. Space without Force the without song. the actual theme song of Space yeah. Force. Yeah, that's fine. I don't remember what it was. I didn't even get a heads up on this. No. What I'm just magic? Just make it. I just figure you there. had that in your arsenal. I mean, at hand. I think it's it somewhere was, around here. Space Force. There we go. Yes. Space Force. Well, and then you got to get through that first line and the first hook for sure. Space Force. Space Force. It's one of the best lines that's coming out. Space, space, does a war fighting domain just like the land, air, and sea? Okay, bring it. We have the army, the navy, the air force, the space force. Ah, my new national strategy could be. There you go. Yes. So it's back. Yay. I love Space Force. I do, too. If we get to hear that song more often, then I'm all in. You know that. And if the Space Force can also well, help build the wall, however, then I'm all about it. Yes. Okay. Now are you ready for your top three? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Are you ready? One, two, three. Look at you. Oh, yeah. 
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins counts them down every day about this time. Yes. And yes. Helped by his top 40 hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah. Who taught Scott how to count. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. He's ready. All He's right, been buddy, waiting all weekend. Three. Uh, Democratic squad, the far left members of the House of Representatives, they are seeking five billion billion dollars to close yes. something called the trans equity gap. Yes, to make public transportation free, mostly free for quoting now people of color. The squad and staff have wrote a uh, bill outlining what they want. They want to make public transit a free ride. The bill proposes to reduce the need for fare evasion policies that criminalize people. What? If you jump the turnstile, you don't pay the fare, and you're just riding for free. We want to make it free because it's not fair. Okay. You hear me? There's something to do with trans in there, too? I think transit. 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 Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That was just the description of the bill. Okay, I'm just making sure. But I'm sure that's want part to of it, too, because I know that AOC is concerned. As a woman or any menstruating person in this country. Right. Well, she free said there's a real fear, like when they jump turnstiles and things like that, that they're going to go to jail. So Stop breaking if the, the public transit is free, then. then criminals hopping turnstiles, my friend, will not be criminalized. Because it won't be a crime. And thus criminals won't have the fear of being arrested. I know that sounds convoluted a little and bit. insane, but that's where we are. Got it. Five right. billion dollars. I mean, that's Got from it. the same. Some people did something. <laughs> that's right. Just... It's from the same brain trust that said, if you want to lower the prison population, just stop building prisons. Stop it. Yes. Oh, yeah. If we want to reduce the number of people in our jails, <laughs> yeah. the answer is to stop building more of them. Right. Because then there'll be no place to put them, so they have to wander around mm-hmm. after that. Yes. I think you got it there. Oh, by the way, uh, just if you want me to add on, I had another squad member in the news. We just didn't have a chance to get yeah, to Yeah, what you yet. got? Well, it's Ayanna Presley. Yeah. She tweeted out support of Will Smith last night. Oh, yeah. Because she has the same disease yeah. that Jada Pinkett Smith has that causes her to be bald. Yeah, okay. the bald ladies are sticking together. Yes. So her tweet said, Alopecia Nation, stand up. Thank you, hashtag Will Smith. Shout out to all the husbands who defend their wives along with <laughs> alopecia in the face of daily ignorance and insults. <laughs> alopecia Nation, huh? Mm-hmm. Women with baldies are for the real men only. Boys need not apply. And then she deleted that tweet. Probably wasn't the best thing. It, well, I mean, made a lot of kooky decisions over time with statements that she was going to make. That's just one of a number. But this is your trifecta right now. I don't want to get in the way. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Two. Uh, Ricky Gervais has put out, I guess, what he would have said at the Oscars. He said he was asleep last night during the telecast, but he shared how he would have, had he have been asked to emcee it again, how he would have opened the show. Really? Yeah, quoting now, I'd start with, hello. I hope this show helps you cheer up the ordinary people watching at home. If you're unemployed, for example, take some comfort in the fact that even if you had a job, your salary probably wouldn't be as much as the goodie bag all these actors have just been given. (laughs) He went on. 
So I'm proud to announce that this is the most diverse and progressive Oscar field ever. Looking out, I see people from all walks of life, every demographic under the sun, except poor people. Obviously, blank them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so glad he put that out. Was it the Golden Globes where he had the epic takedown of Hollywood? I I think so, yeah. Wasn't it the Golden Globes? Yeah, I think it was a few years ago. Yeah. I never get tired of hearing that if this is it. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God and... Yes, best host ever. Thank you. The greatest. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Want another one? Yeah. Oh, yes. And finally, one. Uh, members of the basketball team, the Utah Jazz, are speaking out against a bill that bans men from competing in women's sports. Yeah, Ryan Smith, the owner of the Jazz, has been a, quote, notable critic of his legislature's decision to override the governor's veto of the law banning men from participating in women's sports. The Utah Jazz, he says, opposed discriminatory legislation. We are committed to our values of inclusivity, mutual respect, and fair play. Beyond basketball, we hope for an equitable solution that shows love and compassion for all our kids. We need to love these kids. Of course, he's right in suggesting kids need to be loved. I'll go along with that one. Whoever said we shouldn't love the kids? Well, it raises an important question here, right? Who is loving the female athletes? Yeah, it's a good question. Jack Wagon. I had this conversation a couple of times over the weekend. Yeah. Who's loving the female athletes that you support through Title IX, through equality in women's sports? It's a good question. And if you have a, a, a granddaughter, daughter, niece, whatever, who's participating in women's sports... Do you think it's okay for a guy who says he's a girl to compete against them? Do you think that's okay? And what was the answer that you got? Well, yeah, but that's a small minority of, you know, I get that answer a lot of times. Like, well, it's, that's an extreme. I mean, they're not going to all of a sudden be dominating women's sports. We just saw it. And we will continue to see it. Absolutely. Yes. Anyway, I just like the fact that you got to love, if, you, if you're against this, you don't love the children. No, of course not. No. I hate that argument. Well, if you love the children, okay, you wouldn't be advocating for them to get, you know, some sort of genital surgery at age 13. But why are the... You why, would not do that. Why the, are the affirming right. nonsense, knowing what the statistics are. I mean, why are the female athletes less worthy? That's... I mean, I mean they, yes. I could turn it right around on you there. Well, Explain they, that to me. They usually try to talk about, well, you have to lower testosterone levels. Okay? Well, that doesn't mean that the person didn't have testosterone in their system and became a full-grown man, like in the case of Will Thomas, before he decided he was going to transition and be a female. It's not a fair fight. It's common sense. Okay. But I would love to see women's groups step up here and say, okay, we can't have this. But one did the other day we talked about. Yeah, yeah. There was one. And some just get shouted down, which is unfortunate. Yep. But 
There you go. And there you have it. Anyway, there you go. I mean, I won't be rooting for the Jazz anymore. Not like I ever did, but. Yeah, I was going to say, when have you ever rooted for the Jazz? Yeah, I can't think of any time, but I won't even listen to Jazz anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show them. Not even the Queen album, Jazz? Maybe the Queen album. Did you see plastic was found in our blood for the first time? Oh, gosh, I saw this story. And I guess it's fairly common, right? Well, as the story goes, we've had plastic for just over 100 years. And it's, you know, everywhere, even just 100 years down the road. But researchers in the Netherlands found microplastics in someone's bloodstream for the first time. And they said, well, chances are there's plastic in your blood, too. We found it everywhere else, from the deepest oceans to the highest mountains and in the air. And it's been found in drinking water. So researchers tested blood samples from 22 healthy volunteers. 17 of them had microscopic bits of plastic in their blood. And that right there is just under 80%. Wow. Does that scare you? Well, yeah. Has it affected you, though? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. How do Was I know? there any good for me bringing this story up at all? Probably not. Well, it's scary. Small sample size. I guess maybe. But it's a little bit of plastic. It's just like in a lot of the food you eat. If you knew all the little particles that were in there, you may not eat it. Yeah. Just remember, there are actually federal standards for an acceptable amount of rat feces in your food. And there you have it. <laughs> someday when you cough, you'll have something to put your sandwich in. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. He's out. He's out early. He yeah. just wants to be done. He'll barf the barf bag. <laughs> Thank you. Nimrod's in the news to get to in a news update. Straight ahead right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. It was fun for a while. Who's already getting tired of the Will Smith story? Yeah, well, I, I think it's a hilarious moment. I mean, he just walks up there and makes a fool out of himself by smacking Chris Rock for making a joke about his wife. Yeah, you look bad. I mean, he's just kind of an idiot. I mean, that it is what it is. But I love the takes that are coming in on all of this. What was your favorite? Uh, Kovi Biakolo is a writer and actually teaches journalism in New York at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism with, uh, what is it, City University of New York or whatever. Uh, So graduate-level professor in journalism says, quote, just a note to white people that what happened between Will, Jada, and Chris is black folks' business. Tread lightly. <laughs> nope. That's insane. Well, I said earlier, one thing to be thankful for is it wasn't a white dude that slapped Chris Rock because then we'd have all this race stuff for a month. But people can't help themselves. Now I'm seeing race all over this thing. Yeah. That's uh, where it starts getting tiring. Oh, my gosh. Well, you had a lot of people saying, uh, you know, when you can't control yourself like Will Smith and you lose your cool, you already lost. 
It's the lowest point to be in. Such a disappointment, staged or not. Another one. Uh, it was a joke made by a comedian. Insensitive or not, I can't believe how many are so accepting of violence being the first resort. Acting like it's so honorable that he was defending his wife. Not like it was some assault in the street. It was a joke at the Oscars. But then you had other people saying black women deserve to be defended, especially by their husbands. You don't get to define what that defense looks like. And then I guess if you ask, don't all women deserve to be defended? You're racist! Isn't that the way the world works? <laughs> or at least well, in that world? Well, it does now, yeah. Yeah, what was the other one? No, you talk bleep, get hit. Some things deserve a repercussion. Not everything is a joke in people's appearances, especially coming from an autoimmune disease. is not okay. We love a man who defends his wife. So does that mean from here on out, anytime someone makes a joke at the Golden Globes or the Oscars that's at an actress, okay, the dude that's with them, does he got to go up and do some bitch slapping or he's not a man? Is that the new rule? Well, I guess. I mean, yeah, it, I guess, yeah. it's going to end up where, like, comedy clubs are in, like, catacombs, like back in the day. Like, <laughs> you, you you won't know where they are. You know, you'll have to know the password. And Gosh. All right, we got to get to Nimrod. Let's go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, man. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's the news. Well, for our friends in Lincoln, Nebraska, you already know this story, or a chance you do. This was uh, Friday, late Friday, 2.30 a.m., cop car heading through an intersection, and uh, somebody ran a red light, crashed into it, Ooh. ran into the cop car. So the cop pulls the driver over, give him a ticket, but they found more than that. Uh, this was 45-year-old Maggie Welling and 35-year-old Robert Van Teen. Um, cops are talking to him. Hey, there's a glass pipe on the floor of the car. Hey, there's a bunch of drugs. There's nine ounces of meth, 171 prescription pills, magic uh, mushrooms, two glass pipe. Wow. Healing. So they both got arrested for possession, intent to deliver, and careless driving. You hit a cop in the intersection, idiot. And that's Nimrod's in the news.